Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft. We have both encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 20, where we're going to talk about pretty much anything, because we don't have a set topic. So how's it going, Steven? It's going pretty good, man, about yourself. Um, pretty good. That's good. That's good. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? That's, I mean, that's the primary, you know, primary We didn't gotta do ask. a lot. My nephew ended up getting the flu the day of, Ooh, so we balls. didn't do anything for that. So instead, I assembled signs and practiced soldering. That's good. That's good. Uh, It was quite a successful Thanksgiving, uh, at least from a, I guess, maker standpoint, or definitely a woodworker standpoint. Uh, I went up a day day earlier than I normally would. Normally, I leave like Wednesday kind of after work or Wednesday midday if I can. Um, But I actually went up Tuesday and uh got into town and uh got together with my dad since he's the one that has the my trailer I used to own and we went over and picked up half that big old monstrous beach log that I cut in half about two-ish months ago nice so the good news is it only took about two and a half hours with three men to load half a beach log it took almost 10 hours to cut it in half split it and manipulate it to kind of even get it to where it wasn't going to like roll away once it was cut in half. (laughs) And so we kind of figured out that it's probably around a ton or maybe like, yeah, probably, probably a ton a piece. So a little over that because I have a four and a half ton cable puller and it was struggling. So I mean, there's a, there's a lot of dead, there's a lot of dead weight on something like that, but Still, four and a half tons of dead weight is a lot to to move. It's a bit hefty. It's a little bit. It's a little bit, yeah. So what have you been watching this week or weekend? Uh, I, um, we actually went out Thanksgiving night. My brother and sister-in-law love movies, so they see a lot of movies whenever they've got someone to babysit the kids. So we all went out as a group, um, about five or six of us uh, in the family, and we went and saw Fantastic Beasts 2. Oh, I want to see that. It is amazing. Um, no no spoilers. It's just I'm just going to say it's great. The plot is has a lot of layers to it this time, so you kind of got to really pay attention to what's going on. Um, because less this time it's less about the Fantastic Beasts, and it's more about characters that are referred to in the original, like OG Harry Potter yeah. series. So you kind of have to keep up with it. Well, I plan to take my wife to see it at some point. We just need to get somebody to watch the kids because I don't think that they'll watch it if we have it at home, because they can pretty much do whatever they want, and I don't care. 
Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to pay for them to sit in a movie, I want them to sit in the movie and not be running around. So we'll see what happens, but we'll see it eventually. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I know for sure you and your wife and your kids will probably love it. Oh, we love Harry Potter. Like yeah, I have. We actually bought my anniversary gift was the Great Hall Harry Potter Lego set. We bought the Quidditch set during Black Friday sales. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram, you're like, if anyone knows where to get some like Black Friday deals on Legos or just wants to send me Legos, I, I will Legos, take them. Man. Legos Dude, I love Legos, man. I love Legos, too. Legos are amazing. That's the, that's the toy from my childhood that I never outgrew and will never outgrow. No, I just I just stepped up to where now I do like the, the Lego Technics, so it's less about the little like minifigs and like the displays. More now it's like I've got a full size cargo plane, or not full size, but like pretty yeah. large cargo plane that's operable if you put the battery pack in it. Helicopter, motorcycles, dump truck, uh, little crane thing. Yeah, it's just, my wife it goes will buy on me on. ones that she is also interested in. So the technique mm. ones, she's not as interested. Like the Bugatti one would be cool. But she's not gonna buy it because she's not really interested in cars. But Harry Potter, she loves Harry Potter. So my kid, my my, I say my kid brother. He's twenty five. Um, he has the Bugatti one. He has very very few Legos, but he is obsessed with cars. Mm. So he does have the Bugatti one and um, that whatever that I guess special Bugatti orange is. I thought it only came in blue. It may not be a. Is it the Porsche GT? No, it's not a Porsche. It's another company that Volkswagen owns. I thought that was Bugatti. I don't remember it being an orange for the Lego set. Mm, I can't remember. For some reason, I'm picturing orange. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, um, so since today's episode, we didn't have a planned topic because with Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving kind of, you know, changed everybody's plans. Everybody did something different and special for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of our our uh, followers and a lot of our maker friends, they some of them like went all out for making, some of them opted out and just decided, "Hey, especially those that are full-time makers like Martina was just like, "Hey, I'm just going to take a few days off." Everyone is allowed to take a day off or more. Yeah. I would so, agree. especially it was actually, because do huh? what? I was going to say it was actually my time to get stuff done because I had time off for once. Exactly. For us that are part-time makers and full-time other, it's our time to take care of other things. So yeah. mine was getting that beech wood, uh, went to a mill, which I still need to post pictures of on Instagram. Um, it was a full, I mean, a full production mill. The only thing they mill now is, is uh, if someone brings them a log, they will mill that, but it's predominantly just a poplar mill, and they sell a lot of poplar, a ton, a ton of poplar. Um, I also picked up a bunch of stuff that I had my dad uh, take to a Sawyer, another Sawyer um, in my hometown. A guy that's got a small, like a LT40 mm-hmm. um, wood miser, had him mill that up. So I picked that up over the weekend, and man... There were some crazy colors in that maple. I never would have thought maple would have been that spalted without being so punky. Well, that's cool. And for our non-maker, our non-like woodworking maker people, uh, spalting is that sort of uh, the moldy, like black and white streaks and different colors, things like that. It almost looks 
kind of camouflage when you you know look at the cross section of the wood. Uh, that's caused by fungus getting into the tree. Sometimes when it's alive, most of the time once it's dead and it's still somewhat green, the, the fungus will get into it. But punky is basically uh, whenever the wood starts to get too wet and it will rot. It just it the woods the woods still got some texture, but it's super soft. You can put your thumb into something that you couldn't even normally hardly make a dent in with with you know metal tools. Nice. So yep. So I did that. Most of my stuff was just about gathering wood and just being able to just take the time and and hang out, do nothing as a maker other than That's a good way to do it. Other than kind of think about what the what the future holds. What about you, my friend? I spent a lot of time in my garage, so I finished assembling two acrylic signs, both for the same person. They're both the exact same sign, but they used black matte acrylic instead of like the glossy stuff, and the matte acrylic looks so much nicer. It's more expensive, but it looks ridiculously good, and it's a lot harder to smudge like gloss acrylic you put your finger on it and it leaves your fingerprint but this stuff I had to touch it a few times to try and get little pieces of the paper off and it looks like I never touched it it looks really clean and then I made let's see one two three four MDF signs so I finished assembling those one of them is for a YouTube channel, and the other three are for businesses, I think. I'm looking behind me to find out. Yeah, so I think you posted about the one about the YouTube channel, which I think some of our maker followers will be aware of because another very uh, very popular kind of mad scientist-y uh, sort of maker, YouTube content creator, Peter Brown also did a sort of collab with this particular YouTube I channel. I think I saw something like that. Yeah. But that that one will be cool. And I've been messaging back and forth with them. And I, th- assuming everything lines up well and perfectly, I'll be doing a couple of projects that are more like highlighting what I can do in a non-traditional maker field, if that makes sense. So instead of it being, you know, a, a sign for a maker or a sign for this or, you know, keychains or whatever, uh, this one would be, not only is it for an industry that I haven't done anything for until this sign but it's something that I don't think occurs a lot with lasers. I'll leave it at that. Because I don't know if it'll for sure happen. And I don't want to say it's going to and then find out it's going to fall apart. Well, I mean, you can always keep me in the loop. Because, I mean, that's, that's yeah, what you, we do. Is we bounce you. ideas off each other. Yeah, but it's it's cool because it would be doing something for a market I haven't done anything for before. Like a a group of people that I haven't done anything for before. Yeah. And it's a group of people that at least the YouTube channel I'm doing this for 
I don't think they're very tech savvy. So the hmm. whole like laser thing, I don't think they they might know what they are, but I don't think they've got any experience with them. So it'll be a good opportunity to show what I can do for their industry with my equipment. That sounds pretty interesting because I mean most of whenever I think of like a lot of content creators, at least people that I watch mm-hmm. are normally pretty tech savvy. They're people that already own Correct. A 3D printer, or they already own a laser, or they already own a CNC. So trying to, th- I'm now like, I'm now questioning myself. I'm like, who is he going with? Other than some crazy like, the Northmen, which is uh, which are the like Norse descendants. Um, mm-hmm. They're they've got this huge, huge, huge channel basically devoted to traditional Viking. Building techniques, um, boat building, shipwright work, all sorts of craziness. Yeah, but they would still kind of know what's going on. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So I'm not going to say it, but you saw who it is. So yeah, yeah. It's something that they can actually use and something they do every day, hmm. but it would be a new application for me. And I'll, That's pretty I'll awesome. Text you what it is later. That is awesome because I I like I get the whole thing now. All I had to do was have one keyword for reference, and I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. So that one will be cool, but it a lot of things have to line up for that to happen for that project work to go through. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a I wouldn't be getting paid to do it. It'd be more of a they're gonna send me stuff to be able to make it happen. And then I would create it and then send it back. Because okay. I haven't done it before. It'd be completely new to me. And I the investment to get the materials to do it is too high to just do it on a whim. So so you're not you're not starting you're not starting from scratch like a lot of your signs are. Your signs are Correct. from scratch from either acrylic or MDF just stop. Correct. They're gonna send you something that they want turned into their specific product but yes but they already have the raw stock of whatever so it's whatever it is so what they will send me is basically the finished product just blank and then i will customize it with the laser in a specific way that's pretty cool that's definitely cool for sure so it'll be cool to me because I think it's it's something that I was interested in when I was younger. So I think it'll be cool to try and reach them as a different market. And then they have a pretty large following, so it's more of like a marketing oh, yeah. type I of mean, expense to me. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, especially because there's potential for you to get free swag in the end. I don't really care about getting free swag. It's more. No, I mean, like in exchange for you providing your services, you may be able to get goods that you normally wouldn't think about. Hey, I'm just going to go spend the money on this because it would. It's not a. It's not a maker-centered thing. It's not a life-centered thing. It's a. It's a. I have extra cash and I want to spend it on something. Yeah. It's more frivolous. That's the word. To a point, yeah, and I. In what I'm doing, I could not see devoting money to it 
and diverting it from somewhere else right now. When I was younger, maybe, but at this point, probably not. But anyway, if it works out, it'll be a cool project. That being said, now that people are not only confused, but probably <laughs> irritated like, why, that I won't tell them what yeah. it is. It's like, why are we, why are we listening to this episode? Exactly. So, um, so we've covered the, the kind of what we did for Thanksgiving and, and, you know, what we've done, the, or what we, you know, hope mm-hmm. to accomplish from Thanksgiving, being oh, able to have that time off. I forgot. Yes. Which I kind of said it earlier. I said it earlier a little bit, but I practiced soldering. Yes. There which we I go. thought would be very, very easy <laughs> nope. to pick up. And it, it is to a point if you're like soldering a wire to a wire, it's easy. But if you're soldering a really tiny wire to a really tiny contact on LED strips, it is difficult for me. I'm not saying other people aren't really good at it and really quick, but I have found it to be challenging to learn. I'm getting better. The first one I did, it kind of looked like those horrendous weld videos that you see where like the weld looks like a snake of multiple like lava pits tacked on top of each other that's kind of what it looked like yeah but on a really tiny contact you got like a guy that's cross-eyed going looks good to me with the thumbs up yeah um that's gonna happen with soldering honestly i haven't done a lot of soldering before i've just done hit or miss i would say i mean with pretty good certainty, I would say a lot of it is is finesse. It's not necessarily oh, about yeah. skill. It's about finesse, how smooth you are in your operation. And I've the more I practice, the more I'm figuring out, for me, how it works best to try and get the solder to flow where I want it to. But I did have a couple people say, how do you not know how to solder? I'm like, when would I have really needed to until now like i haven't had any projects that called for it and growing up i don't think i really showed any interest in it so my dad didn't teach me because i didn't show interest in it but now that i'm older i'm like okay now i kind of want to learn i mean like i know plenty of electricians that don't do any soldering work because that's yeah i mean circuit boards normally are handled by a computer and they're all done that way Small repairs and finite things, those are for specialized, like, component electricians or in the power plant industry, they're called E&I guys, instruments and electrical, Mm -hmm. that specialize in very, like, super, super fine wires, super fine connections, and they do it all the time. But those guys aren't electrical engineers. Those are actually, like, field-trained people that that's all they do. Yeah, and I mean... A lot of it just comes down to I didn't have a need until now. So I decided that I needed to up my sign game by adding LEDs. And now I need to learn how to solder because of it. I mean, there's some signs you can do and you never have to solder the LEDs because you can do it in one strip. But this sign, you can't do that. So it's... uh. It's new, but I like it. It's interesting. It definitely takes practice and finesse. What's funny is that I've seen like professional, I'm using air quotes here, professional makers 
professional content creators that go and add some sort of electrical, you know, component or, you know, something something fun and interesting to a build they normally would just, you know, it's just like a normal mm-hmm. wooden build or leather build or this, that, and the other. And a lot of content creators out there you would think would be good at, like, all these things. It, they're awful. They are terrible. Yes, it it's functional, but if you're putting that on a video for everyone to see, you should probably like do better that or just edit that crap out because it literally that's what it looks like it just looks like crap well if you're a content creator and you're sharing what you're doing Mm -hmm. like i'm more than happy to share my soldering experience and what i'm doing as i'm trying to learn it but i would preface it with saying do not learn from me because i don't know what i'm doing I am trying to figure it out as I go, and this is just my journey of that. Now, the people that are trying to do something for the first time and then teach other people how to do it the first time they're doing it, I think is completely wrong. No, that's like a whole uh, blind leading the blind situation. It's uh, it's not Correct. a good idea. And I've seen too many people say, oh, I'm going to do this. This is my first time doing it, but this is how you do it. Okay, like, I could tell somebody how to solder two things together. But it wouldn't be a quick way. It wouldn't be a good way. And it would certainly not be the right way the first time I tried. Because the first time I tried, it looked horrendous. And I actually peeled the contact off of the LED strip. So that was a learning experience. Yes. And I would not suggest you ever qualifying yourself to teach somebody something else if you have not done it repeatedly for a long time yeah like laser stuff i could probably teach that soldering no teaching but you have a bunch of content creators that that's most of their videos is them doing something for the first time and then quote unquote teaching people how to do it yeah that's what uh that's what weirds me out Sometimes. Which is why, if I'm going to make YouTube videos again, or start to do it more frequently, it's more going to be like the journey of what I'm doing, kind of like what Alex Steele does, where he just shares what he's doing because he's learning it as he goes, saying, this is how you do this. Because I, for one, I don't want to be responsible for other people taking what I do out of context and then end up hurting themselves somehow. But I also, I don't want my content to be geared towards that because it's not as entertaining to me from a consumer standpoint. Yeah, and that's why, like, that's why I do like uh, Mark Spagnuolo, the Wood Whisperer, the way he does some of his stuff. Like, he he doesn't necessarily, he may not necessarily put it in his, like, professional content on YouTube, but he does a lot of stories throughout the day, especially whenever he's doing builds. Like the other, uh, sometime early last week, or maybe been even the weekend before, he's working on a, uh, a yep. like a bunk bed that. for his son, and it's gonna it's gonna include a slide. Well, he like he thought he'd worked out all the all the plans and the tips and the you know everything he needed to do to make the slide work out, and then whenever he started kind of thinking about it and looking at the layout of it, he goes, "Oh crap, this is gonna be like way too steep. It's gonna jettison his <laughs> kid off," you know. 
like it's just like boom straight down into the floor and it's going to end up hurting so he you know he kind of re-engineered it and took us people that watch his stories kind of through and the I process remember watching that of like what he kind of did to, what he did to change it he didn't give specifics like i cut this at exactly you know x degree and it's exactly yeah. this length it's more like okay this is how it was before these are my rough drawings to show how i want it to be here's kind but of you know when product. he does this professional video it's going to be fully edited with that all fleshed out but other content creators yes. leave those issues in because they're only going through it the one time so it's it's a yeah. whole they're not they're not it's thinking a whole different about it before quality. they post it. Like because he's doing paid learning, there's really a higher standard that he holds himself to, which I can appreciate. Yes. But it's just, you know, content creators can do what they want. It's their channels. They're they're creating content. They're not necessarily saying specifically what it is that they're gonna do. And you know, some of them do go through it and say, you know, do as I say, not as That's I do fine. sort of yeah. a thing. Yeah, I screwed up here. This Those is how I fine. can fix it. But for the video, yeah. for clarification, this is but where not I screwed everybody up. Does that. Nope. They just kind of act like it didn't happen. Yeah. I love watching some of these makers that you can tell have never made anything before. And now they're all of a sudden they're content creators. And I love watching them whenever they do kind of home renovation oh, things. Yeah. Like DIY home improvement. I'm like, this is why DIY really is a terrible, terrible thing for a lot of people. Because they think they think that, okay, mm -hmm. this is as simple as it is. You can go buy all these materials and all this equipment at Home Depot or Lowe's, and boom, we can knock it out in a weekend. I can guarantee you, yeah. This is why home inspections have issues. Exactly. I can guarantee you these things are wrong. Yeah. I'm not an expert on everything but i've built plenty of things and i worked as a contractor for many years to go ahead and tell you that's wrong that's like a big pile of wrong and you're putting it out like it's you know like you're not making any mistakes and this is why i have unsubscribed to a lot of of content creators yeah. that are makers because they're they're terrible makers terrible Whoever DIY put the people. laminate floor in my house before i moved in like the main one put too many linear feet of floor without transition strips. So pieces of the floor are starting to do that like wave thing that it's not supposed to happen if you do it properly. So I'm assuming it was a DIY job. Probably because laminate flooring is it's the easiest floor. You can yeah. put it you can put down two whole rooms I mean, I've in done a weekend. Flooring before? Yeah, no. And I did one room over the course of an entire weekend but it was also it didn't need transition strips because of the amount of square footage and linear feet that it was going didn't require it but it had the underlayment it had you know the all the moisture barrier stuff it needed like it was done properly because i also didn't do it solely by myself i did it with somebody that had experience doing it as well but yeah. you know you live and you learn, and YouTube is great for a lot of things. It's also dangerous for a lot of things. Yes, I think we've. I think we have now figured out what our podcast topic is: where YouTube fails. 
not YouTube fails, because those are great too. Those those are wonderful. But where YouTube fails and where it drops the ball for people that want to do proper mm-hmm. making, that want to do proper DIY, there's a lot of bad information. I would agree out with there. that. There's just a lot of crap. And it's not don't get me wrong, it's not with malicious intent that the people are doing it in the wrong way. I think they're just going through it for the first time and they're sharing it as a learning but the way they're directing it is more of like a this is how you do it and not a this is how I'm doing it you can learn with me Mm -hmm. and that's a very important distinction but it doesn't always happen no no I I I saw a video a little while back of a guy that was going to make his own boiled linseed oil, which is something you can definitely do with proper care and without a lot of fancy equipment. Really, the way that most boiled linseed, mm-hmm. like raw boiled linseed oil works now, the, the stuff that doesn't have a bunch of chemical dryers and additives and things like that in it, is it's done in a pressure, in a, uh, not a pressure pot, but a vacuum yeah. boiler where it sucks all the air out so once it gets to the boiling point it can't it can't do anything more because mm-hmm. there's no oxygen if there was some sort of catastrophic failure there wouldn't be enough to, oxygen yeah. for it to flash over you can do it at home without a vacuum boiler i'm not going to tell you how to do it because that's not a smart thing to do but i did watch a guy who said you can just do this on I your stove top no, because it's to get linseed oil to the proper point. I think it's over four hundred and fifty degrees. I would have to look at the. I would have to look at it again. At four hundred and fifty degrees, and you're waiting for something mm-hmm. to boil. You are you are basically just asking for for your kitchen to get set on fire and potentially have a uh, a serious. Uh, I wouldn't say explosion so much as boil over, and that rapid boil over will volatilize very quickly. Well, not to and mention, then, if you've ever cooked everywhere. with normal cooking oil, and it's only supposed to go between 350, 375. But that stuff jumps out of the pot all the time and it'll hit your skin and burn you. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah, so that guy, I don't know how his video still exists, and someone hasn't like complained enough. I guess maybe those people that tried it don't have any fingertips anymore. That may be the that may be why no one's complained enough. Um, but there is a lot of misinformation yeah. out there. And then there's so like I want to start doing YouTube more because right now I think I only have four videos, and they're old. Well, you have four True. more than I do, and you'll probably and you'll always have four more than I ever will because <laughs> I don't. I'm just not gonna make YouTube but I videos. Plan to... Do more. So my one of the things I want to do in 2019 is so I film pretty much all of these sign assemblies I do, and I have the majority of the graphic design files for all the signs that I do. I don't always film the cutting or painting, but my plan is to put together a video talking about each sign so every time I do a sign I'd have a new YouTube video 
but of it being the design itself and how I'm separating it into the different pieces that I'm going to cut and then kind of walking through if it's a different material you know walk through the material I'm using and then you know have the design assembled like do the assembly video inside of the YouTube video so right now I share those on Instagram like I'll do a one minute clip of the assembly yep but here I can talk about you know areas where I had trouble with the assembly or things that didn't go quite as planned the first time around or whatever. And then have, so basically every video would be the story from design all the way through to the final sign. So people can see Mm -hmm. mentally how I separate the elements of the sign into different layers. And some people have said that they want to see that. And then I know I'll get haters that don't want to see it. So I figured I'll share it and see what happens. I mean, you're going to, you're going to have one of, you're going to, you're going to have one of each for every, for every two, you're going to have one that hates it and one that loves it. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. So are you going to do like almost like a voiceover sort of thing where you take eight hours of film and cut it down into like eight, eight minutes that kind of is like a quick sort It'll of probably be through. shorter than that. Here it is cutting. Here's the design. Okay. So you're, you're trying to yeah. keep it like five. So I don't film the cutting on all of them. Or I didn't with, so with my acquisition of the GoPro, uh-huh. which I Look bought over you, Black buddy. Friday. Look at you. You're going to love it. Minus the battery life that is horrendously terrible. Battery should be good. Are you filming in like the full full HD? Shitty. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's like oh you have six hours of battery. Film in HD. I don't think I'll ever release a video with higher than 1080p right now. So I might bump it down to that. I think right now it's in 4K. But. Yeah, I would do it in 1080p. Is it the? Have you got the only one you've got is the fisheye lens though? Yeah. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the only thing about using the GoPro is that fish so island. So I'm gonna be using a mixture of the GoPro and my phone. So the GoPro is intended. Gotcha. Once I figure out how to do it, to stick it in my laser, avoiding the actual like cutter, but film the inside of the laser itself, which other people do, and then. I have an idea, but we'll just, we yeah. can discuss it later. So the plan is to kind of walk through the design with a voiceover and then show the cutting in the future when I finally get that part figured out. It would have cutting in it. The videos that I've taken in the past won't have that. So once I can have time to edit all that and upload those kind of videos... They won't have any of the cutting process, probably. And then it would be like the assembly and then just kind of like a shot of the final sign. So the ones I've done so far won't be super well done from that perspective just because I'm missing footage from cutting and I'm missing footage from... I would envision me holding the sign insane something to the effect of like here's the final sign this is a little bit about it 
but I haven't done that in the past. So videos I'll be releasing won't have that stuff. So some gotcha. of it'll be more voiceover for the stuff that I currently have footage for. I probably have 20 videos worth of stuff. I just haven't had time to edit any of it. See, every time I record a video on my phone, it always ends up terrible. Which is crazy because my phone actually takes really, really quality mm -hmm. photos. But the video, something about the video just never quite turns All the video out. I share on my Instagram is all done with my phone. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. I actually had um, one of my Instagram followers who just happens to be my cousin actually asked me the other day, he goes, man, why don't you ever shoot any video? Why don't you ever record any video? I'm like, it's just not my thing. It's just something I don't really think about, and I I really enjoy still yeah. photography. I really, really like that, because I can get a lot out of still photography in just a few clicks. Video, once it's done, it's done. I mean, I, it got to go back and completely redo it. If I take 100 photos, I can at least find probably 25 or more True. that I like, and the rest of them hit delete and be done. I can't take a hundred videos in a row and, and the do video it that I way. found, at least for what I do, people seem to enjoy watching the assemblies. So that's why I do it. And I I hmm. actually know for a fact that's how I got some of my orders because people said I saw the assembly video of such and such a sign and then they'll ask for a quote. So I know that the videos yeah. The video's working for you. I mean, I might try it again and see if I get anything out of it. Like, maybe whenever I'm doing a refinish job. I've got two tables right now I want to refinish. And I think... So, I'm gonna do, I want to do something special with I them. I do know that uh, one of our listeners, Mike, from Little City, mm -hmm. so he suggested a topic... And I'm I'm gonna go with this will probably be in the next week or two of our goals for mm -hmm. 2019, which this mm -hmm. kind of leads to in a way because YouTube getting onto YouTube more is one of my goals for 2019. All right, so that means we need to push to get all of our listeners to be subscribers. Once I actually have stuff for them to watch, yeah. Once you have stuff to to watch, which, yes. So that's what we do. We 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 go. You go live, yes. and then we're we're gonna have a special episode. Everybody. I mean, the channels, the channel is out follow. there. It just only has four <laughs> videos that are like nine months old. But they're You're like me. I did hit a hundred subscribers, so I do have. I had the ability to put in like the custom URL name, which seemed like a giant nice. thing for me. Even though a hundred subscribers to other people are like whatever. Most people get like they can get like a hundred subscribers and you know a hundred subscribers in like a few minutes or an hour. I think they can sneeze and get a hundred subscribers. Pretty much, Gary V probably gets probably gains a hundred and loses a hundred in probably. the same second. But you know, but he's Gary V. It's what I he would does. do it mainly to share what I'm doing. So I would I would share a lot of different things, not just signs. So I have one which you know the background to, but I'm not going to share it unless it actually happens. But I'm looking at getting something 
And if that happens, oh, yeah, 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 I plan yeah, yeah. to make a YouTube video of it. Because I think that would baby. be unboxing. I think that would be a cool one to share because <laughs> it would have like the experience behind it and not just getting it because it's like a whole it's a whole experience you, and you've known about the whole thing pretty much the whole time so oh yeah oh yeah because i'm always always trying to stay up to date exactly. with what's going on but yeah now that yeah. i've rambled on so that's fine i mean you're talking about the youtubes that's not really my thing i watch a lot of the youtubes but i just i, I that's not my platform I really like Instagram. I really want to grow my Instagram. Speaking of, we it last, oh goodness, it was maybe Saturday or Sunday, we did have a couple of new people posting using the Maker Vision podcast or Maker Vision Tribe. That's not as many as I would like, but we have had some people do that. Um, there's, I could actually go and look and see right now how many posts there are using using that those particular hashtags i will admit that i have not but i know other people have been i've been a slacker yep let's see here i see a couple people so, use it other than you really i know mike for sure because he posted yeah. that sweet veritas router plane. that's one of the ones i see let's see here all right so if instagram will work Come on, Instagram mobile. <clears throat> so I've had instances where Instagram like stalls or freezes or whatever you want to call it. Okay, so there are 109 posts for the Maker Vision podcast. And are you 108 of them? I I think I am all 109. <laughs> Not true, because <laughs> some of them are me from doing the thumbnails for yes because i see some of them are repeats where either i posted on my instagram or we posted for the maker vision pot like well, the podcast think about it this instagram way. we started this podcast when we had like less than we both had less than two thousand followers so we didn't have a lot we didn't have yes. a large audience to pull over and automatically bring in so i'd say we're doing pretty well listener we're doing good we're doing good and i don't think we i don't think we advertised well enough about the maker vision tribe yeah you know? i mean to where we are based on our own followers i don't think we're doing too bad no no we've got 77 using maker vision tribe and we got 109 using maker vision podcast so, speaking of the tribe, that actually relays me back to yesterday evening. Um, a friend of mine is a like um, sort of prototype engineer. Or he, he's he's a design engineer, but he has a extra a side business with another guy that's also an engineer, and they specialize in prototyping and nice. and doing prototype work. Well, because of this partic particular podcast and the fact that you and I have been friends for a while, I got him in con or got him contact information for mm -hmm. Bill at Pinpoint Creates to do design work nice. and laser work for whenever they need it for whatever prototyping thing they need, and also got him info for Josh over at Notable Engineering so he can I have take a it CNC they source. Are in South Carolina. Okay. 
They are in South Carolina. Nice. They are literally right down the street from me. It's if fr- cool. they're they're friends of ours. So, yeah. So he, we had discussed it a couple weeks ago. Whenever he was here, because I we hadn't seen each other in a while, and I was trying to ask you know what he was into and what was going on. And he talked about doing engineering work and design work on the side, and I thought it was just you know um, somebody gives him an idea and he kind of sketches it up and lays it out. But no, he's got full sort of full circle business. Right now, he's he he has to find people to sub things out to. His end goal would be owning his own CNC, potentially his own laser, but I think CNC is probably the bigger one, and a 3D printer. So he can prototype everything in plastic before spending the money on metal or wood or whatever the other material is. He can prototype the pieces, ship those out to a client, verify that everything works out all right, and then they can say, all right, move forward. Makes sense. So the tribe is working. It just happened to be someone that doesn't listen to podcasts or is a make. Well, he's a maker. He's just he's just not a maker that he actually does any of the making himself. He's he's the brains. Someone else is doing the uh, well. The, the whole point of this of is to help people connect with other people in their area. Yeah, which we have yeah. had success with. It just happens that we have most of our community is in South Carolina. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, that's because that's where our connections got started. But whenever I need stuff, if I need something in California, I've got California contact, got Martina. If I got Vegas stuff, it's you. Um, somewhere, wherever Davis, California is, I can't think of right hand. I've got a woodworker friend yeah. there. I've got people in the Northeast. I've got people in Chicago. As a matter of fact, the guy in Chicago is actually a full-service engineering. That's what he does. Like, he makes things out of metal. He's a woodworker a little bit, but he predominantly just makes stuff out of metal. And he's got, like, full-scale shop. The dream. Not no no little hobby CNC machine. I mean, he owns a full-scale, like, Haas CNC. The dream. The dream. Yes, he is most certainly living the dream, but... I'm pretty sure that has been his day job for years. Yeah. He's just he's just doing things on a smaller scale. He's not putting out the Boeing or Lockheed Martin level of uh, yeah. of production. <laughs> so, anyway, I think that about does it. Anyway, so we've kind it of... It was random. Yeah, I think we've rambled on quite a bit. It was. It was a lot of rambling. We talked about YouTube fails. We talked about someone hopefully trying to grow their YouTube. We talked about the tribe. And in general, we just talked. And I hope that our listeners like us just talking, even if it's not very specific, very pointed. But if you want something specific... Tell us. <laughs> tell us. Simple Which... as that, tell us. I probably need to do better on my stories. Hey, what do you want to know more about? And I have I can help. Uh, two topics that people have told me they want to hear. One is the 2019 goals for both, both for like maker business related stuff, as well as any tool acquisitions that we want to make. And then the other topic is CNC versus laser and why you would do either one. So those are the two topics I've gotten requests for. All right, so CNC versus laser. We need to find us a good guest for that. Mm-hmm. Who 
CNC person. We need we need a good CNC person. Yeah. I mean, I would say Josh, but I'm not sure he's a podcast I don't guy. know that he is, but we'll find somebody. We'll find somebody. We we will guarantee you that we'll have a CNC versus laser. Not all the complete ins and outs. Not a we can, you know, when the episode's done, you're going to know exactly what you want sort of thing. But hitting the highs and the lows of owning yes. each and why you would prefer to have one or the other and don't own the one machine that you think can do it Correct. all because it can't. You need both. Don't buy don't buy a CNC that you can put a laser on. I mean, because it's just going to make both of them get perform you worse. Buy if you like the CNC, if the CNC is good enough, and all you're going to do is engrave, and you don't care how long it takes, it, you're probably fine. But if you ever want to cut with a laser, you won't be fine. So, nope. They all have got enough uses. power. That's why they exist. That's true. That's true. That's true. And that's why we're going to cover it in an episode in a couple Hopefully. of weeks. Let's say a couple of weeks. We need to find us a good guest. If any of our listeners are very good with CNC, reach out to us. We will be more than happy to bring you on. Agreed. With that. So, with that. I need to pick up kids. I need to actually eat dinner. Yeah, I need to do so, that too. Yep. Yeah, it's like 9.30 here, so I need to eat. All right. Completely random. Guys, gals, have a great evening. Trevor, you do you the too. same, man, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to our show. Be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com. We'll post valuable resources, tips, and info about anything we've talked into, talked about in today's shows or past shows. And all these things are to help your maker vision become a maker reality. If you have any questions or suggestions or any comments about what you heard today or, once again, in previous episodes, feel free to drop us a line at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at makervisionpodcast, or through mine and Trevor's personal Instagram accounts, and that is Old South Woodcraft or Maker Experiment. If you like the show... Please give us a five-star review and uh, and just some really nice words to, to let us know how good we're doing. Or if you didn't like it, let us know what you didn't like about it. Either way, we're happy to hear from you. And you can go and do that on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Once again, thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we really look forward to hearing, hearing from you next week. 